Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're drawing quickly to the end of John chapter 21 and our examination of the Gospel of John. Uh, where are we going next? I think uh, after this, there's actually a couple of places we're going to be going. I'm not sure exactly what order. Uh, I know we're going to cover the book of James, okay, the book of James, and 2 Timothy. I'm not exactly sure in what order that may be in. We may jump into James first. I don't know. We'll see <coughs> as we go. So anyway, uh, we saw in the last episode in John 21 that Peter had decided to go fishing. And some of the other disciples went with him. And so there were seven of them that went fishing. They'd fished all night long. They had caught nothing. There, We're going to see in just a moment, they're about 100 yards off the shore. And someone on the shoreline had told them, hey, cast your nets on the right-hand side of the boat. And they did, and they caught a large catch. As a matter of fact, it was described as one that they were unable to haul in because of the great number of fish. So watch what happens. This is John chapter 21, beginning with verse 7. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. The disciple who Jesus loved is John. The John who's writing this gospel account here, who uh, wrote this one and wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John and also received the revelation. He describes himself this way all the way through and will describe himself as the son of Zebedee, that type of thing. It's just a, a point of humility from his part that he didn't name himself. So John is the one that says it's Jesus. So when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, that it was the Lord that was standing on the shore over there telling him what to do, when he heard that, that it was the Lord, he put his outer garment on for he was stripped for work and threw himself into the sea. Well, if you didn't read the rest of the story, it sounds like he's suicidal, doesn't it? He just threw himself into the sea. Well, no, he was going to see the Lord. He had abandoned the Lord. Remember that? He had betrayed the Lord. The Lord had told him that he was going to do this. As a matter of fact, the Lord had told him he was going to do it, and that when he was restored, he told Peter, when you're restored, I want you to lead these folks. Jesus knew all this. He knew what was going to happen. Verse 8 says, but the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from the land, but about 100 yards away, dragging the net full of fish. Remember, they couldn't haul the net in. It was so full of fish, they couldn't get it up in the boat because it was full of large fish, as we're about to see, large fish. Remember, we talked about in the last episode, when Jesus first called some of these disciples, they were out fishing, and a similar kind of thing happened. He told them how to do the fishing. They caught so many fish that their nets were tearing. Notice here, though, the nets are not tearing. Okay? So they dragged the net full of fish to the shore, verse 9. So when they got out on the land, they saw a charcoal fire already laid and fish placed on it and bread. Jesus was cooking some breakfast right here, some bagel and lox, as they would say. Except I think lox is raw. But anyway, a charcoal fire, why the detail of a charcoal fire? You know, it takes a while to build a charcoal fire. You know, actually get it going to where you can actually cook on it and do that kind of thing. And so uh, I don't know if this was uh, something that God had done supernaturally, that Jesus did supernaturally of creating an instantaneous charcoal fire, or if he'd been there a period of time watching them, okay? But there was fish on it, 
and there was bread available. It takes a while to cook bread too, right? Verse 10, Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish which you've now caught. So he tells them, bring some of that over here, and the idea being that he'll you know, grill it up for them. Verse 11, Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of large fish, 153, and although there were so many, the net was not torn. See, even John um, makes a deal of the fact that the net wasn't torn, and that's in juxtaposition of what happened uh, three and a half years before when the, there were so many fish that the nets were being torn. These were large fish. The Scripture tells us there's 153 of them. Simon is the one that goes up and pulls the net to land. And so the idea is that, okay, the, the net's full of fish, but they're coming to shore. They're going to leave the net in the shallows right there where the fish won't die. Okay, fish are still underwater. So he grabs that, pulls up, and gets some fish out of it. But why 153? Why did the Scripture say 153 fish? Well, let me tell you. There's many, many, many. A, an article been written on that. Let me tell you what the bottom line is. And the bottom line was expressed by a guy. I was studying this recently and reading some you know, commentaries and some things on this. And this guy made a comment. I thought, how do I know that name? I felt so stupid. Turns out that he was one of my professors in school. Okay? I'd had a class with this guy. I'd sat under him for four months. And I thought, oh, I knew that name sounded familiar. Well, all that is, it just tells you how long ago that was. And uh, he was at that particular seminary. He wound up going to Baylor, and I thought he was still at Baylor University. Turns out he's left there, and he's going to Mercer to start a theology department. So that's cool. And this guy is an expert in John. He's written the commentators on the uh, commentaries on the Gospel of John. Okay, just a great godly man. And he made a comment along the line that the number 153 in all likelihood has been lost to modern man. <laughs> In other words, we don't really know what it means. There's some intriguing things about it. You can do a little Google research on it if you're really interested in it or just uh, drop me a note and I'll send you a couple of links to some articles. But the, the bottom line is that number is a picture of the harvest that is coming. Here a harvest of fish, a catch of fish. Okay? It's a picture of what these uh, apostles, what these disciples, <coughs> and through them, us, what's going to occur. Uh, number number 153 is actually a triangular number. A triangular number is a number where you start, let's say, with the number one. And let's just say that one is represented by a dot. And then you add two and put two dots under number two. And then add three, put three dots under three. Well, you can see in your mind how that's forming an isosceles triangle. And that's the reason they call it a triangular number. And if you add one through 17, you get the number 153. Well, why stop at 17? And there's all sorts of things. Are there going to be 17 generations? Was it this? Was it that? And there's some really intriguing things. Now, some people say that Jesus actually had encounters with 153 different people in the, in the Gospels. I don't know whether that's right or not, but it's intriguing, right? Now, the, the picture, though, for us is that there is a harvest, a large, full harvest that is coming, and the net will be, not be torn the net of the kingdom of God, of those that belong in the kingdom, and that we're being sent out in the same way that they're about to be sent out. Let me close with this last verse right here, well, last couple of verses. So Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples ventured to question him, who are you, knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and the fish likewise. Verse 14, 
This is now the third time that Jesus was manifested to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When you look at all the Gospels, I think he appeared like seven times. But this was the third time that he appeared to a group of the disciples. The first time that there were disciples without Thomas. The second time the disciples, Thomas was there. So the idea being that all of them must have been there. And this time right here with seven of them present. Notice how he took the bread and he gave it to them and the fish likewise. <clears throat> Jesus cooked for them. Jesus served them. Jesus told them where the harvest is going to be. <coughs> he does the same, excuse me, he does the same for us today if we would give heed and if we would pay attention. Okay, go again. Read John 21. Read it slowly this time and see what the Lord says to you. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for uh, hanging out with me. Uh, do spread the word about these times. I can tell every time when you uh, share it on your social media and stuff like that, there's a little bump in the participation. And so it's just good for us to gather together as the body around the Lord and around His Word. I'll see you again next time.